you kidding me? What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another great edition of Smart Mark Talk brought to you by Elite Wrestling Audio. It's me, one half of the professional wrestling podcast, Tag Team Champions of the World, Val Cisco, aka Lucha Val. And of course, I can't be a tag team champion without my tag team partner, the Vinny Vegas, the Diamond Stud mm. of the tag team division, Mr. Jay Rance. How you doing? Oh, I am chilling, bro. Next time, I want to be introduced as the Tribal War Chief. Damn it, that's how <laughs> I'm on my introduction. I'm the head of the table. Okay, <laughs> okay. chief. Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> Kill who's two. <laughs> How you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. Excited to be back, man, after a little hiatus that we had, you know. So I'm I hope everybody's doing good. I'm good. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Had a little hiatus myself. Took a trip to Vegas for the girlfriend's birthday. Um didn't really do that much wrestling stuff down there, you know. Came back yeah. in time to watch some some class of champions, mm-hmm. but um, you know what? I'm ready. I'm willing, and I'm able to talk about <laughs> all the fine things that we have missed or we miss talking about in the world of professional wrestling. Let's let's get right down to it right now. Class of champions, brother. It came, it went. I know the last mm. time that we were talking, like like on the phone, you were kind of hyped for Clash of Champions. I was. The Jay Uso and the Roman Reigns feud. Me myself, I was like, "Ah, eh, it's another throwaway pay per view." Mm. Little did I know that this was going to smack me in the face and be a pretty damn good pay per view from WWE, man. You know, I, I was because this is what we always say: WWE has such a big talent pool, is utilize everybody, and just to have somebody like Jay Uso left field. You know, I was all hyped, bro. Like you know, Sami Zayn doing his thing in SmackDown. Just different people. That's what we want. We want different players. Damn it. You know, like, so that that quick tangent, that's why I'm loving AEW. You know, they got Eddie Kingston doing the damn thing out there. Also, I sat here and thought to myself, why do I like Clash of Champions? I don't know, bro. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views as well of the year. I don't know why. I think it's just the fact that Allure that every strap is up for it, you know, and I have such fond memories with you watching Clash of Champions at your pop's house. You remember with CM Punk and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I don't I don't know. But yeah, I was excited once we seen Jay Uso getting a shot at doing his thing on the, you know, the grand, a big stage for him, his WrestleMania. You get what I'm saying? So I was all for it. I mean, I know I have my mixed opinions about it. You were, you were all slapped in the face like why did it slap you in the face you know like did you, you know, with that? i will say this i i have i think we've both been sour with the wwe lately over the past few months whether what's been happening with COVID 19 and the players involved mm-hmm. whether their lack of empathy from wrestlers or anybody who even works in the company so you know with the backstage stuff aside you know the product that they've been putting out hasn't been up to par for what we were watching. You know, we'll watch the New Japan, we'll watch the AEW, yeah. Impact Wrestling, and for the most part, we'll nitpick on certain things, but we're pretty much happy with, with, with what we watch. With WWE, it's it's really hard to just mm-hmm. sit down there and dedicate yourself two to three hours of content and just be ha- unhappy the whole entire time. That's pretty unhealthy, in my opinion. But um, coming out of Clash of Champions, from the first match to the last match, I just felt like it was a pretty digestible show and the the main matches that they gave to you with the full meat involved in those matches were just spectacular. I mean, starting to show off with that triple threat ladder match, mm-hmm. just the changing of the guard that you saw from someone like Jeff Hardy, who in my opinion has is wrestling a style 
way different than he's used to. Like, I love the fact that this is, I'm going to use my whole entire body as a weapon, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Like, I, I know what to do with ladders. I'm an expert of everything, you know, when, when it comes to like placing a ladder or using it as a weapon. Like, I love that style of Jeff Hardy. That's pretty, even though it's pretty dangerous, it works for him. Mm-hmm. You know, AJ Styles, that's, the, you know, the technical wrestler and the heel add this whole group was just pretty damn awesome as well, too. Just a professional wrestler just goes in there and makes everybody look fantastic. And, of mm-hmm. course, the fucking magician work of Sami Zayn from yes. top to bottom, man, when it came to the handcuffs and the, and the unique style of wrestling that he was doing in this match. It wasn't just your cookie-cutter climb up their ladder and try to get the belts. No, like, they really infused some thought into this match. And all the players from um, the... the handcuff into the ladder um the the what was it the suplex into the handcuffs so sammy wouldn't let aj climb up mm-hmm. that yep exactly was just fantastic i think that just set the tone for okay the whole pay-per-view exactly honestly exactly. The... go for it what, what no that's on it I mean, I, I you know, sorry for cutting you off. I, I think it really just did set the bar for the whole pay-per-view, that match. Um, I don't want to say terrible flow. I don't also want to say maybe they didn't expect this match to deliver. Obviously, you know, they, they knew it was going to deliver for putting it first. But maybe it should have just been a little bit deeper into the, the, the card because I feel that it hurt the pay-per-view, in my opinion. I don't want to say hurt because some of the matches were okay. You get what I'm saying? Like Zelina and Asuka, it wasn't that bad. They went out there, they did their thing. But it was just so hard to get into because after a phenomenal match, like the latter match, like you said, all these three combustible forces working so well. Jeff Hardy with the style that we see him now. AJ's AJ, you know. He he, he makes a freaking uh, wow fucking rag look phenomenal. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and then Sammy shocked the hell out of me because, you know, I'm always hot and cold with Sammy. And then seeing the little uh, sh- sneaky, conniving Sammy aspect and, the you know, the great liberator literally, like, the, the, the mind the mastermind that he is with all the effery with the cuffs and stuff like that bro it was just so phenomenal and you know on top of that it was a match full of fucking hard hit bumps you know what yes. i'm saying it just yes. it was full over the top bro action and i think it like you said it was really literally a passing of the guard this was Sami Zayn's wrestlemania moment um for him to be in there with these hall of famers these legends you know that they're gonna go down in history it, it was just phenomenal. He rose to the occasion, in my opinion. He did not fucking get lost in the match or nothing. If anything, he outshined them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it was so phenomenal, bro. And I'm like, okay, with the result of, you know, Sammy winning, obviously everybody knows by now, like, I'm like, I guess they're all in with this character. You get what I'm saying? They're all in with the Liberator. They're all in with Sammy and stuff like that. I know you're very high on Sammy. How, how do you feel about the result that they're really showing that they're backing up Sammy and they're like all in with him with this um, role? I don't. I don't think they're all in with anybody, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. if anybody, the only person that I think they're all in with right now is Roman Reigns. But of course, but at the end of the day, as fucked up as this year has been for everybody, mm-hmm. I think the little times that Sami Zayn has shined have been phenomenal. Yes. I think this has been Sami Zayn's perfect year when it comes to professional wrestling. You look at him. Even at WrestleMania, like defending the IC title against Daniel Bryan, that name alone at WrestleMania, even though it's a half-assed WrestleMania, he has that on his little belt notch right now. Yeah. Um, this match alone, right there, was you know two 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 combustible elements. You know, one legend when it comes to the ladder match itself, and the other one, like you said, who could make Moppy look good as a tangible <laughs> fucking force in the ring. Um, you know. Um, 
just to give Sammy that rub, it probably meant everything to him. He could probably lose it this Friday coming up, you know, that title, you know, because they'll do that. The fuckery of Sammy mm-hmm. will never end. Yeah, sure. But the fact that he had this and he had that spot at WrestleMania, just that alone could be enough for Sammy Zayn to say, you know what, I can retire from wrestling or at least from the WWE and say that I had a great career. With yeah. those two matches alone. So I'm very proud of him. I'm very happy for him from his El Generico phase to now. El Generico. I Yes, you do. From that to NXT, you know, his rivalry with Kevin Owens. And just to culminate by accident into this match right here, it's, it just works out so well. I'm just proud of the dude. But, yeah, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. all the matches, like, they were hot and cold. Like, I know you weren't too high on the Zelina Vega match, but I think me, myself, my pal was a little cleansed because yeah. I already knew what I was going to get with Asuka. But, man, you know, Zelina Vega, she gave me a match. You know, it she wasn't did. like, you know, a, chi- a chicken shit heel thing. No. It wasn't that she was trying to cheat her way into the match or whatnot or do, you know, clever ways like to, to win the title. No, she went out there and had a seven-minute technical match. She was throwing submissions out there. She was throwing legit moves. There was even a couple of false finishes where you could have believed Zelina won. Yeah. And you know what? The little ending as well to the sequence with the pin going into the, that was, the Oscar lock. Yeah. I loved it. That was my highlight of the match. Like I said, I won't fully bash the match because I seen it like the day after and stuff again and replaying it in my head. It wasn't a bad match, you know? For a lot of people... I mean, of course, a lot of people may know, but for the ones that don't know, you know, Selena Vega is a legit badass in the ring. And she did she did her thing, you know. I, I appreciate the match now as I watch it, but I think just in the heat of the moment, it was just kind of hard to get into for me. But it wasn't bad. You know, it, like you said, it was just black and white. We knew what we were going to get. Um, if anything, bro, I, I just got a little knocked. Bros, Asuka's been looking real sloppy in the ring. And we saw that carry over on Raw. I mean, to me, she looked a little bit sloppy. Like, I don't know what's going on with her. But that sequence was phenomenal. Like you said, the the the, the swooping, like, you know, down the slide, grabbing into the Asuka lock. I was like, yes, brilliant. I love that. I enjoyed it. Overall, it was a good match. I'm not going to bash it, you know? So, but I think it was just in the heat of the moment and stuff. No, and it, Yeah. You're right about Asuka, though. Like, everything that she's been doing since winning the title, especially separating from Kyrie, mm-hmm. she's just been pretty sloppy. And it's all been entertainment first, wrestling second. Yep. And I think that's affected Asuka as someone who is such a high level with professional wrestling. Everything she does looked real, looked looked badass. Yep. Hell, you know, she throw a stiff punch, a stiff kick. Everything looked pretty damn awesome but nowadays you're looking at things and like she can't do an arm bar properly she won't go for the oscar lock fully it looks fake it looks like john cena doing an stf no god you know, yes. <laughs> it, it, it's all about you know the presentation of what she's going to give you with the booty 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 screaming screaming that's screaming. what it is yeah and that awkward moment after the match you know where it was just like okay i mean i get it you know but just don't make it it felt awkward when she was just spazzing out you know after the disrespect with the bow i get it i get it but it's just like, bro, let's stray away from this booty booty. Because like you said, you know, she actually speaks legit English. You know, then we see her after the match. Selena Vega. Eh, how do you say? Firecracker? Like, bro, it's so it's so racist. It's like, yo, now let's not do this. Now you got Selena Vega talking Spanish on Raw. I'm like, bro, this is going bad. But, I mean, I, I don't know. She's gotten real sloppy. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's like you said. She's kind of slacked a little bit on her wrestling, focusing more on the little gyre in, jumping around, stuff like that, you know? So it, it, it sucks because Miro, you know, said that she's probably, like, the best female wrestler in 
Raw, I was defending her on social media not too long ago. I was defending her against Jeremy, you know, our friend and stuff like that. And, bro, I, I would have to agree with them. You know, she's gotten real sloppy and she looks bad lately. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it does suck. And maybe, you know, it is time to reevaluate what we're doing with Asuka. Um, you know, I, I understand, you know, she's been going through like a lot of stops and starts throughout her tenure on the main roster. But mm-hmm. at this moment in time, even a little break for Oscar, you know, send her somewhere, maybe hell, send her to NXT. Send her I, would, to... I, I would enjoy her in NXT. I'm not going to lie. I think in NXT she would do good, bro. Sorry for cutting you off. No, but you're right, though. Mm-hmm. Like, something like that just to refresh the character mm-hmm. and make her look like a fucking threat again instead of this mm-hmm. gimmick on, on the main roster. Um, fast forward to a couple of parts because we won't talk about too much of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, some low parts, um, Street Profits and um, Garza and Andrade. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it kind <laughs> of... <laughs> But we know, we yeah, in the heat of the moment, we didn't know why it ended weird, but we know why it ended weird, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, injury, right? Yeah, it was an injury, yeah. And I mean, sorry for cutting you off, though. Um, I'm just cutting you off tonight. That's like the, mm-hmm. the, the fucking gimmick. I guess I got that, that Roman tendency. No, let me stop. <laughs> yeah. no, but, but um, yeah, no, like, because I mean, I peeped it. I just didn't, like, peep it, peep it. But, like, I saw when he did, like, the running knee lift to, to Montez Ford, like, he just dropped real quick, and then you saw the ref throw, like, an X up or something, like a sign, but I guess Andrade didn't peep it, and he just kept going, that's why he kicked out, but then after that, I was like, yeah, it had to be an injury, and then, you know, we checked up a little bit later, and it was injury-related, but, I mean, overall, the match, we know what we're gonna get with the Street Profits, we know what we're gonna get with them, we're seeing this shit recycled for, like, months now, I could care less, I think the trigger should have been pulled at Payback, you know, um, I keep saying payback. That was the last one, right? Payback, right? Correct. It was okay. payback. Okay, cool. I think the trigger should have been pulled at payback. Not that fuckery how it ended with the whole, you know, distraction and stuff like that. But um, it, for some weird reason, I see them getting the strap now out of pity for injury. You get what I'm saying? No, no. Like, no, and not, not, yeah. not to cut you off on no, this no, part here, no. but, you know, knowing that we, it was an injury, um, all sources that I followed up with said that it, it was still going to be Street Profits going over Garza Andrade. And I figured. It's something that still yeah. fucking bothers me a little bit because, all right, what is the investment that you have with the Street Profits right now that you need to have them go over the all Constantly, yeah. All these other credible tag teams. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that Garza and Andrade are credible, but, you know, you have made them go over, you know, um, the Viking Raiders. You have but, made them go over, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro and whatnot. Like, there has to yeah. be something that they that, – that, that, they're not beefing with anybody credible right no. now. They're just beefing with other tag teams. But I think it would be a good, you know, face – chase the heel he'll you know chase the face with those straps i think it would make good for it but at some point you have to kind of like let the other team go over you're constantly burying guards and andrade guards and andrade bro to to me i don't want to say they're credible but to me bro i i would rather much see them bro and it's just not because i'm puerto rican and you know latinos but like they have better chemistry they exactly that's what it is we're not gonna get just a fucking hot tag like we get with the Street Profits. Watching the Street Profits is just like watching um, the, what, what are these guys? Enzo and Cass all over again. Honestly, yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's just how I feel watching them. The hype, the hype, hot tag, boom, 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 that's it. At least with Andrade and Garza, we're going to get a legit, better chemistry, better legit wrestling match and more technicality and more good stuff. I mean, I'm not taking away nothing from Montez. I mean, he needs to drop Dawkins, but like, bro, like, I don't know, man. It's a constant barrier and it sucks. Not even that too, like, I feel like their props, their their holding props 
when we're on the street for crop, that's you know, crop it for me. Crawfits, 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 the crockets, the crockets in the hood. Yeah. Um, when they actually hold the titles, they look like props, and I feel they like don't. there's no story when it comes to these titles. I think there it's isn't. more the street prophets as a personality defending their their themselves rather than titles. And, and when you have people out there like the Hurt Business, which you can give someone give like Cedric Alexander and and Shelton titles, and yeah. they can make something with that with the Hurt Ooh. Business. We I told them all the gold. That's what I thought they would. That's. I, you know, that's just us thinking. That's us wishing that that's the route they would have went. Because, bro, that would have been phenomenal. Like, we own all the gold. You get what I'm saying? Unpopular opinion. I just think, basically, this is what Vince McMahon wanted from um, Crime Time. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think this is what he wanted from Crime Time. So that's why he's squeezing and juicing the hell out of Street Profits. Because he's like, I didn't get it with Crime Time. I'm going to get it with them. And I'm going to just make it last as long as it can. You get what I'm saying? So, and uh, of course, Street Profits are over as fuck, you know, but um, nah, bro, they, they got no storyline. Sometimes we sit here and bash characters where we sit here and we want to see a little bit of character development. One that comes to mind is like Damien Priest. But, you know, you look at the Street Profits, what is your character? You know, like there's no character development. There's no prestige to the titles, in my opinion. And it, it's terrible, bro. It's terrible. Going to the flip side here, let's talk about... Um, the Hurt Business with the United States Championship, a match that we already knew was going to happen for like the hundredth time. Apollo Crews trying to win back that title against Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Do you feel that the Hurt Business needs to take their business, quote unquote, somewhere <laughs> else now? Maybe go somewhere as a main story angle. Kind of yeah. look at the people like the Randy Orton's, the Drew McIntyre's of the world. Anybody that's at that upper top echelon right there. Kind of get do. away from. The smaller, the smaller fries. But at the same time, I feel if they do that, we're just going to be complaining of the same shit over and over again. I kind of do like seeing some new guys get some rub. Like, let's say if they were to put Humberto versus Bobby Lashley, at least that's something different for that title. But I would like to see the purpose that's a little bit more intertangled yeah. in the main, in the main um, I guess, um, tier when it comes to Raw. Yeah, I mean, I get you. Definitely, definitely main tier. This is just me thinking. You know, I'm always snowballing ideas and spitballing. Maybe have them do a little invasion on SmackDown. Hey, you know, we're the Hurt Business. We run the whole federation, everything. You know, no show is safe from us. Maybe have them go out there, Cedric and Benjamin against Cesaro Nakamura for the straps. You know, that'll be entertaining in my eyes. I get you. It's cool that, you know, people like Ricochet, Apollo, uh, Ali, which we saw Ali get some burn, you know, for after such a long time. But... I just look at it this way. What credibility, you know, I'm talking about the street profits. I just look at it as what credibility you're getting from fighting these small fries. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. like it, that, so that hurts them a little bit, but it's cool because it lets other people work and eat as well, you know? But I mean, just me going on a tangent real quick. I would like to see, you know, Lashley bring some credibility first to that United States title, bring credibility, defend it dominantly, constantly, and to just have him go up against somebody like, you know, just run up on, Whoever gets the strap or in a McIntyre, whoever has it, you know, hell, fuck it, even a Keith Lee, like just go against two behemoths and Titans just to, you know, do something. You get what I'm saying? Like, all right, you, you, you understand me, right? You feel me? Like, defend Keith Lee versus, versus lastly as a program going into maybe Survivor Series, hopefully. Yeah. That sounds fucking phenomenal. I think those two guys are combustible elements waiting to just beat the hell out of each yeah. other. <laughs> I think it, hell yeah. I think, um, <laughs> yeah. 
That's the running joke. Anybody does not know that's the running joke that we're having for the past month. Month. <laughs> <Fucking> Damien Priest. <laughs> and you can now find that nowhere, bro. It's like they they <laughs> took it away. They they were like, you know, we're we're not gonna put hot tub Damien Priest out there, bro. Like, we're just... <laughs> oh man, that, it was pure oh. gold. Yeah. But you know, I think Keith Lee would benefit from the Hurt Business, and I, with the same thing as well too. I think that the Hurt Business can help with Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, only those two can get even bigger, in my opinion. So I yeah. think that should be the next step there. Uh, flash forward real quickly, Orton and McIntyre ambulance match. How'd you feel about it? Nah, I feel like it didn't deliver because I, I mean, I mean, the first night I was watching it, I was kind of falling asleep on it because it's just like, eh. I, I think when, once the shenanigans started, that's when they lost me because you actually brought up a fucking phenomenal point, and I'll let you explain your point. But once the shenanigans started with, you know, kind of like the ghost of Christmas past coming out and haunting Orton, you know, that's when I was just like, ah, okay, you're losing me and whatever, you know, it's just Orton, McIntyre, and stuff like that. But really, really, I mean, if anything, like you said, this match did Orton such a huge favor and it kind of hurt McIntyre but I'll let you explain that you know how did you feel about the match no yeah like you were saying too and like we were both talking about it, it does do Orton a favor because you're sympathetic to Orton like all right mm-hmm. yes yeah, like he's done some diabolical shit over the past couple of months at the end of the day this is a one-on-one match mano y mano beat the shit out of somebody put him in the truck go away right yep. and you're having my man get like Super kicked and beat up by Big Show <laughs> and fucking smacked around by Christian. One more match. Basically. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like this whole smorgasbord of Orton getting jumped to finally. Oh, and wait, not even that. Getting jumped, but still having way too many moments of him almost winning still. So it's like he's going against all these odds and still having a chance to almost beat McIntyre mm-hmm. many times. Yep. Then McIntyre pull it out of his ass with all the help in the world and watch Ric Flair drive away with Orton inside the ambulance. Like, I get it and I get the storytelling, but it yeah. made McIntyre look weak. It made him it look did. like he needs help to beat this one person. Someone who beat Brock Lesnar <laughs> in five seconds. He yeah. had all these fucking characters to put Orton in the fucking mm-hmm. truck. Like, I just didn't get it. <laughs> Yo, bro. I'm so sorry. I gotta throw this out there. Like, I guess the connection got a little tangled. And when you said "help," you sounded like Fifth Element. Play it out. Yes. No, but I agree with you. Because even when I saw McIntyre on Raw the night after, he didn't look like that dominant. You know, Irish Scotland, like, you know, like, oh, I beat the shit out of Orton. Nah, he didn't look like that. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, you look like a pansy that got help. And then, you know, he's over here kind of like, so whose idea was it? Kind of like, I didn't need you guys. So it definitely did leaps and bounds for Orton, which hopefully he gets the strap. Because I think right now, maybe this is just me crazy talk. I think this strap, maybe McIntyre doesn't need it right now. You know, kind of like Street Profits. Let's switch it up a little bit. Go back and forth. But, um, yeah, definitely, bro. I don't know. And then that little miss with the punt, I don't know if it was coordinated and stuff like that. Yeah, it really didn't do much for McIntyre in the matches. Well, Meh. Yeah. You know what? I, I Yes and no. So, like, yes, I would have been satisfied if this was the end, like the bookend to this feud. Because in all honesty, a match like this should be a bookend to a feud, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you had mm-hmm. all the players involved. Everything got you know scratched away. That's it's a it. it's an ambulance match to incapacitate incapacitate. You hear me? To incapacitate your opponent and drive them off into the sunset. It, it's a match that should be a definite stamp. Like, would you be happy if Orton would have got over? You know, uh, no, because that. No. You know what? Yes, you know, yes, yes. In my head, canon, I was like. Well, it makes sense if Orton goes over in this match because then you can carry the feud on to Hell in a Cell. Because if that's the case, yeah. like you want Drew to have his rematch clause for that title. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're going to do this in Hell in a Cell, and then Orton can go over, and that's the final caveat to that. Then McIntyre could do something totally different. Mm-hmm. That would have made hella more sense than what we got, which was Orton gets taken out. We get this whole janitor business on Raw. Oh my god, his porn hugged glasses yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with his little fake little Batman Jim West noise. Like, boof, boof. I'm like, bro, oh. I don't the know. The best part <laughs> is, was, well, I think it's, um, what's his name, Todd Phillips, my mm. man screaming out, Those are night vision goggles. No, they're not. <laughs> Uh, the ski goggles or some shit right there. Exactly, bro. I don't know. And then I don't know if it was just because it's like, you know, obviously Ric Flair can take a chair shot, so let's do this. Or they're just like trying to hit that that PG thirteen aspect, but they don't want to show too much. You get what I'm saying? So whatever it was, I mean, maybe it's just, maybe it's just because Flair couldn't take a chair shot, but it it, I, it was more comedical than anything, and then just watching the mayhem from just hearing, <laughs> like everybody just <laughs> knocked out tables all over. But honestly, this this feud is getting a little bit stale, man. And I would appreciate it for to get a, a definitive end, or a, let's just throw in a little player, like you said, keep fleeing there or something, you know, to spice it up. Honestly, well, I, I definitely feel now we're gonna get the Hell in a Cell match between these two, and. Feel Orton's gonna go over because the main person that was that started well to begin with was Edge, and he was one of the people that was not involved in this whole beatdown for Orton. So that just, yeah. just makes me believe that they have much bigger plans for Edge. That this Edge is bigger than this feud altogether, and that mm. which mm. I appreciate that love he deserves it, and that if we're gonna do like a year retrospect, what happened from what was it? Um, the horror show to to oh, next God. year's WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I could be down for that. Like if if we can just hedge, recuperate, be ready, and then I don't know wins the Rumble. That would be a, a that would be huge for Edge. Or just I don't know, just gets him to the title picture for WrestleMania. I think that just works out for his favor, and hopefully we would get fans back, or at least half of fans back into attendance because I think mm-hmm. he deserves. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you know, the the fans will be back because I think some of these matches definitely do deserve fans. Like, you know, the main event. I think just thinking about the main event, I think if the main event had a live crowd, bro, the atmosphere in that shit would have been phenomenal. I'm talking about Hogan Rock phenomenal. (laughs) But, yeah. About the Rock, let's get into the main event with, you know, the Samoan heritage Mm -hmm. on the line. Now, forget about titles. Forget about, you know, respect. This was just a family feud yes. in front of everybody's eyes. And the culmination of what we always saw Roman Reigns as, like a badass fucking 
like dude that could just take out people, and we finally get that with Roman Reigns. And then of course the sympathetic baby face of Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Bro, just walk me down how you were feeling throughout this whole match because you said this was your favorite match of the whole night. Mm. Tell us why. Ah, bro, for me it was like yeah, it, I, I even got goosebumps. I was just so invested into this match. If I'm not mistaken, I think there was even one point where uh Michael Cole and Corey Graves were quiet. That's how intense the storytelling was. Like I think I, it hit me. I was, like, so into it myself that I'm like, wait, I don't hear commentary. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how intense it was. Bro, also watching The Chronicle, I mean, you know me, I love The Usos, bro. And just watching the evolution of, you know, Jay, Jimmy, and stuff like that to who they are now, and then watching The Chronicle on top of that, and then just selling a great story that these dudes have been day one. You get what I'm saying? Little young whippersnappers, like he said, bro, from porch to the ring. Him and Roman were just, you know, always talking about wrestling now they get getting to do it. And that's that's something that's, bro, like, not a lot of people have a chance to do that, you know, with their loved ones or stuff like that. So that was already a touch of issue for me. And just finally seeing Roman where everybody wanted to see Roman, that asshole, I don't give a F, you know. It, it, and I enjoyed it because it was very mafia-esque, you know. I'm the head of the table. I'm the tribal war chief. Yeah, I eat because of me, basically. And it was just an intense back and forth of him putting in his place, Jay being defiant, like, nah, bro, nah, bro, you know, I'm still going to do my thing. Like, I deserve this as much as you do. You're not the head of the table, you know, we're just heritage. This is us. And then just the, the, the crap talking from Roman, you know, take your payday. Kind of reminded me of Conor McGregor, like, you know, take your, take your check. This is your payday and stuff like that. Bro, it was just chills, man. I don't know. It was just so, it was phenomenal storytelling. Even the referee, what's his name? Mark Robinson, I think is his name. That's the referee's name. I, I, you know, the little blonde headed dude. I forget his name. Even he was invested in the storytelling. He was Charles Robinson. There you go. Even he did a phenomenal job at the storytelling. If you look at it, there's moments where he was just like, "Oh my God, stop it!" Or Jay, you want me to call it and stuff like that? And nah, 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 don't call it. You know, he did a phenomenal. It was just this is why the fuck we watch wrestling. You get what I'm saying? This is what I was telling myself. I'm like, bro bravo this is why we watch it because we want to get told the story we just don't want to see you know of course we want to see the in-ring action but we want to get a a story told damn it and and we got it from watching paul Heyman being sympathetic to jay you're my tribal war chief like stop it stop it and then just going back in the fourth and every hit when i man, bro i man chills when i saw jimmy walk out Ah, bro, to, to, it, it had his little Rocky moment, like throwing the towel, get him off, get him off. And, you know, it, it, it made it that much better when he actually got in to get Roman off and stuff like that. It meant much more. And when he said it, you want to hear you're the tribal war chief? All right, fuck it. I'll tell you, you're the tribal war chief. Just chill out. You get what I'm saying? And uh, I, I don't story. And then the, I, I don't, I don't want to disrespect nobody's heritage. The, the little, the flower thingy or the, yeah, I, I don't know what it's called. Ladies. I apologize. Delays, yeah, I apologize, you know. When 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 Roman was like telling Heyman, yo, go get me that. That that shit was fire. I was like, yo, go get me that. I want that. You get what I'm saying? And he just coronates him like legit tribal war chief. Oh, yo, bro. Ah man, it, it was just so much it it was a roller coaster. And like I said, this is why we watch wrestling for this. And and this is what sometimes it's like, bro, you have these moments. Why not have these moments all the time? I, I don't know, bro. I'm sorry for going off on a tangent, but it was, it was just my favorite match. It was a roller coaster. You can have at it, bro, honestly. No, nothing wrong with that. I'm not going <laughs> to shit on it whatsoever because I think it was a great match. I think that, uh, one thing I will say yeah. is that whoever booked this match, whether it was Paul <laughs> Heyman, whether it was Bruce Pritchard, whether it was Vince. Bitchard? Yeah, you can I say Bitchard. Bitchard. <laughs> <laughs> <Bitchard. laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I guarantee, I guarantee you, yeah. right before they even booked this angle, mm-hmm. one of them or all of them collectively, which I hope and I wish I was a fly on the wall for that. <laughs> I bet you either all of them at one point watched Black Panther for the fucking first time. Or the Lion King and said, we can do this. We can do this in the ring. I swear to God, this was like a Black Panther moment. And I loved it because of that. Mm-hmm. Because you, it gave you those, those you know, Killmonger vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, he mm-hmm. has that Killmonger-esque. Like, and, I, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, imitation is a form of flattery, right? The best yeah. form of flattery. Mm-hmm. And the symbolism right there. Um, I wasn't too into, like, the whole, like, um, tribal chief aspect at first until yeah. it grew on me throughout the match. Yeah. And oh, I uh, loved the it. selling of, of, yeah. of Jay was just fantastic. The little spots that he did hit to, to make you think were mm-hmm. great. Um, um, the shock and awe from Paul Heyman were great. The the lack of 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 conversation from the announcer yeah. was fantastic. Made it more personable. The fact that you can hear Roman articulate and speak was very important as well too because yes you have Paul Heyman and maybe this is why I love Paul Heyman so much because yes he's he is definitely but you have to look beyond that and I mean remember when he was managing CM Punk CM Punk did not need the voice piece whatsoever Mm. but it was just that little bit of edge that little bit of credibility that Paul Mm -hmm. Heyman gives you um this takes Mm -hmm. you to a different level and just to hear Roman come out there and say, there's levels to this. Take the payday. Oh, I always you know, say sit that down. Shit, yeah. All that stuff right that. Yeah, like, all that shit right there. All that shit. Yo, bro. That's, go ahead, go ahead. The, yeah, the, the, I, I, I know you loved it. <laughs> but yeah, the shit talking, like you said, the, there's levels to this, bro. Like like I said, it was like ahead of the table. Like, you know, the, the Samoan Mafia, when he didn't want to address uh, the ref at first, he was like, tell him, Paul, yo, handle that. Don't let me speak to him because I don't want to speak to him. I don't have to speak to him. Like, you know, like you're beneath me. Just seeing him like, and when he put his face in the in the, the camera, say it, I'm the Travel War Chief. I run this. This is my WWE. You get what I'm saying? Stuff like that. It was just phenomenal, phenomenal. Just another caveat that I forgot. Jay kind of fucked up for me there <laughs> because Jay, Jay was smiling. <laughs> but I think the the... The intent was like, be like, fuck off. Like, I'm not going to do it. But it threw me off a little bit. I was like, stop this shit. This is your moment. I feel you because I saw that, bro. I think it was just maybe just flashback to just, you know, how them growing up and stuff like that. And they're like, yo, we really doing this and stuff. But I I saw the the, the laugh. Yeah, (laughs) I definitely agree with you. But that's a caveat that, bro, you hit the nail on the head that it was so great that the moments where, you know, Jay had his moments and made you believe and those moments meant something. You're like, yeah, I get him. You know, that when he had the multiple diving out the rings and stuff like that, I got excited. I was like, yeah, get him, get him and stuff. But it was... Overall, bro, it was just magic. It was just a masterpiece. Great storytelling. I, I bro, unpopular opinion, probably, but I know they're two different wrestlers. But hey, I'm always gonna say it. With with a Roman like this, man, we don't need a Brock Lesnar. You get what I'm saying? Because what he, 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 yeah. he, what he did, it, it, like eclipsed a, a freaking Suplex City match, bro. He he he's basically everything we don't need rock lesnar you get what i'm saying like this was more entertaining i know people like that suplex city but this was talking impactful powerful better than a 20 suplex city fucking match we, we don't need a rock lesnar with a roman like this in my opinion i'm sorry yeah so well, 
me ask you this. Mm. Shirtless Roman. Does yes, it, work it does. For you? Think yes, that's it does. All? Yes, <laughs> yes. Such good shit. Like, yeah, no. it, it fits the character. Do you want him to keep the lane? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> he, better, he better keep that damn lane when he come out. It just goes with everything, bro. Shirtless delay everything. That that's it, bro. Come out just like that. Finally, we get away from this. Um, this mercenary thing, like like we said, like you said, like what is he? Is he a mercenary, a bouncer? What are you? We get away from this. He looks more uh, primitive, you know, showing the, the the tribal tattoo and stuff like that. Which obviously he worked on his physique. You get what I'm saying? Because we saw him when he was quarantined. Yeah, he he looks phenomenal, bro. You know, we, we, the, the veneers are on point as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Yes, they are. <laughs> They're very good for TV. Exactly. Like everything. everything, he's selling everything with those videos. He is, bro. And I don't know if it was just for that match or he even he start he starts selling his fucking punches now because every time I see him punch or slap, it, it just has intensity behind it. You get what I'm saying? So everything is perfect. This package, bro. Right now, Vince McMahon is busting the huge load. Like, bro, he is just so excited. Keep keep the leg, keep everything, bro. The, Best thing right now, him and her business, bro. Yeah, I even say keep the music mm-hmm. because once fans do come back, they're gonna boot a shit out of oh, that music. Yeah. Like now, you made a reason for people to hate that music when, it, when mm-hmm. you hear it. Now. You know, and you know what I'm afraid? Probably just just going on a tangent, but I think that right now, um, it's kind of like a oh, damn. I just had the the comparison in my head. It's kind of like fuck. It's he's a heel. But he's gonna get so much love. You get what I'm saying? Because this is what the fans wanted. That they're not gonna hate him. Of course they're gonna hate him, but they're gonna love him. You get what I'm saying? Like that they're gonna boo him. But this is oh, yeah, it, is. it is. It's this is this is because you have no fans, so you could fabricate anything. Hell yeah, now. yeah. You can fabricate, you can go to town, you can play a little bit with how far you want to take this Samoan storyline and stuff like that. You can play with it and stuff, you know. But I just think it's one of those things where it's like people are just gonna dislike him but love him at the same time. You get what I'm saying? Because it's finally what they wanted. They didn't want Roman as a face. And like you said, you know, where you said a few podcasts ago, like you, you, you wanted Roman to let loose and have that asshole Roman. And this is what we have right now. You get what I'm saying? And bro, him and her business, like I said, best thing, best thing, bro. The phenomenal match, bro. It, it was so phenomenal that honestly, um, I have to go back into the annals of the year. But for me, this is match of the year. I'll say it right now, bro. All right, I'll take that. Where do you want to see this go? I know the rumors are swirling around that we're trying to get the yeah. rock in. Roman to go for Mania next year, but in the meantime, from now and for like the next, I want to say four to five months, what do you want out of Roman Reigns? Do you want him to kind of jump off the Uso storyline and maybe do something else, give somebody else a shot, or do you keep you know the Usos intertwined with Roman for like another month or two? Nah, yeah. um, just to see how that goes. Yeah, you definitely keep them intertwined for a few months. Maybe this is just me, but I think you keep them intertwined. The fact that Jimmy came back. Must mean that he's cleared. You know, we can do something with Jimmy as well now. We can, you know, do something with Jay. You know, maybe a Hell in the Cell. I don't know. But, you know, just have him continue with the storyline. I think it should culminate with The Rock, in my opinion. I think that would just be money. You get what I'm saying? It should culminate with The Rock. But in the meantime, don't 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 stray away from this Samoan storyline because it's, it's just brilliant. And now with Jay, uh, Jimmy back, bro have him and Jimmy tangle a little bit and stuff like that, fighting for his brother's pride and stuff, you know, then have maybe, you know, Jay come back out of nowhere or something. Like, nah, I'm back. You thought he was going to finish me? Nah, I'm back, son. You know, I'm back. Oops. Like, so, but definitely stick with the storyline for a little bit. What about you? What, what do you think? Or you want to see another player in the, in the mix? 
I'm I'm back and forth on it, but I'm more on it because I don't want the hype train for Jin for for Jimmy yeah. to go away. Because I think you have a star in the making right mm-hmm. now. I just feel bad for Jimmy because he feels like he gets the Marty Janetti out of the stick <laughs> a little bit, but a tad bit. But um, and I can see this play now. Like if it was me, and this was my sandbox, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't give a fuck how. Um, prejudice and may sound to some people you're sticking all the Samoans together to have this angle no like it's a story about family I'm talking right? about bringing Bruno Tamina into this <laughs> bro not even oh. that but bro I, Samoa. I, I would eliminate both both yeah both Usos mm. over the course of the month I even bring popular Kishi just for one match oh, yeah. by Roman hell yeah bro just by Roman like you ain't shit you never won a title you never won a world title oh, you, oh. Joko was better like go to yeah. fucking town on this fucker all you uh, all you did was gyrate your fat ass on TV <laughs> like, <laughs> break the glasses right in front of him. exactly you ain't dancing now huh you don't look so cute now <laughs> and just have him kick him out the ring disrespectfully Bro. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah, no, I get uh, you. Even bring Samoa Joe. Like, I'm not part of a family, but I'm part of the fucking island. Mm-hmm. And even have that angle for just a month. Like, a, just yeah. a month would be okay. Of course. Yeah. And then you finally bring The Rock in there. But my only fear is that Vince has a hard on for that. You have Rock go over. And I would say, hell Ooh, no. Hell I no, no. He Roman. has to go over. Yeah. If you want. Exactly. Sorry for cutting you off. He has to go over. Because if you want to cement him as that superstar, which he loves. Because he know, you know he has a hard on for, for Roman. If you really want to cement him as that star, he has to go over to Rock. You get what I'm saying? Like, he has to go over 1,000%. I'm sorry for cutting you off. But he has to, bro. But you also have this lingering thing in the background which people are noticing and not noticing mm-hmm. and it's the Bray Wyatt thing and yeah you're hot hot and cold with Bray Wyatt yeah. um but there's been little things especially with Alexa yeah. Bliss that have been pretty fun because yeah. it gives her something to yeah. do she hasn't done a lot of shit for a while yeah. but I love the little things it's like what was the last Friday she stared at him by Roman. Yeah. oh my god it was just a small little thing and I don't know what they can do with that and yeah like if you want to mm. separate and just have take out the fiend you could do that as well too but like i i in my opinion i think you should go all samoan all this yeah. way i think the fiend himself needs it needs work it needs work it needs work yeah like um this would honestly hurt everything that they built up with the storyline with this whole samoan storyline it, it would hurt it if you know they interject the fiend into this out of nowhere maybe like you said, continue with this, bro. Because this is brilliant storytelling. This is actually getting your viewers for SmackDown as well, bro. You know, continue with this. Then if you want to interject, you know, the, the Fiend after it's all said and done, then go ahead. But, nah, no strain away, no strain away. I think this is going to hurt the storyline. I mean, I know you're for the Fiend because you love the Fiend and stuff like that and that little Alexa Bliss, but nah, 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 not right now, bro. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. I think the fiend if you want to if you want to salvage anything with the fiend right now which i think you still can do you know i love the fact that he's corrupting people and i think if you could do that for alexa bliss you know you interject some people that you want to work with interject your brain you know go with bo dallas yeah. and just maybe make your own little hurt business with the fiend you know the firefly funhouse really comes alive yeah. now actual it should have yeah and that could be your evil joint the clown kind mm-hmm. of ass thing going on. He should have, yeah. I think this is a brilliant time to pull Bo Dallas out the woodworks and have them go together because I've always been one that said, bro, 
bro, bro should be with this guy, you know? So I think it's the perfect time right now for that. And like you said, it'll be cool. You know, this will be like their little hurt business, their little, little weird. I'm trying to think of a, a stable. I don't know, but it, it definitely, nah, no, man. The Fiend, I'm in on The Fiend because I feel they effed up The Fiend, you know, just trying to compete with, with the league and stuff with Matt Hardy. So, well, whatever. I don't want to go on that tangent. <laughs> No, yeah. A couple little topics we'll talk about because um, we'll, we'll kind of just like breeze out of WWE territory. We have the draft happening in about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, excited? Not excited? Don't give a fuck? And the draft will always have a little special place in my heart, so I'm excited. The only thing is that, you know, the draft is predictable. It's kind of like I'm trying to find something. It's like we know these big players are going to go to Raw. Of course, Raw is your flagship show. But maybe I would just like to see a big player go to SmackDown for once. You get what I'm saying? That's just me, though. I mean, yeah, we get these nice names for SmackDown, but it's just not like a, like, let's say when Finn Balor got called up. The demon Finn Balor on Raw. Like, imagine if we went to SmackDown or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just I think all the big players are on SmackDown as we speak right now. <laughs> like you got your well, Browns, you got your Romans, you got your, you know, um, I, I just forgot, Daniel Bryan's still there lingering around. Like, you have some big players on, on SmackDown. More than Raw, Raw just has Orton and he's kind of holding and, the shit together. And, and, Seth, <laughs> and Seth Rollins, we know how much you love Seth Rollins oh, in this oh game. God, I forgot. <laughs> I wouldn't even call him a big are player you? anymore. <laughs> no. Are you excited about the draft, though? Are you looking forward to it? Are you looking for some names being called up? What are you expecting? Maybe from some NXT names, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we have... Draft is weird to do it in October. We have Hell in a Cell happening, and, um, you know, Hell in a Cell is supposed to be a pay-per-view to end feuds in a way, not start them. Mm-hmm. So you really just can't, you know, say, hey, I'm so-and-so. Put me in the Hell in a Cell for no whatsoever. Um mm-hmm. So that's kind of a little jarring. Uh, yeah, some storylines that I feel like they, they deserve another month or two, whether it's mm-hmm. on Raw or SmackDown, and to do a whole draft kind of jumbles things together a tad bit. Um, but I would be excited if we finally got some decent call-ups and you do something with them. So, like, if you were to separate them, let's say they put Andrade and SmackDown, which I think he would he would thrive, in my opinion, because that's mm-hmm. just different people watching it on Fox Series. Watching, the same people I love Roman will get behind Andrade. I think, and you put like a Roman versus Andrade in a match, they'll tear the house down. Um, uh, NXT, you know, I would love what you know. It's just we'll we'll do our takeover um, later on this week, but or preview this week. But I really do think Damian Priest is dropping that title to Raw SmackDown. I think he'll do wonders for Raw. Um, Yeah. Speaking, sorry for cutting you off. Speaking about uh, culminations of feud, um, spoiler and rumors are running around the Twitter sphere that the main event for Hell in a Cell may be the culmination of Sasha Banks and Bailey and their feud. That may be the main events. Rumors I mean, flowing around right now. Yeah. It would make kind of sense, though. They should mm-hmm. have a regular match before that, but it would make sense. And if you're gonna split them both apart, which I think they definitely need to be split up from different brands now, it would make Agreed. sense on that side. I just hope that they can deliver because the women have suffered, unfortunately, a little too much when it comes to Hell in the Cell matches, and mm-hmm. a lot of them Sasha's been in, and yeah. she hasn't um, delivered. And I don't know if it's because she has an expectation or it's because she's very ambitious and she can't. Like I, I think remember, that's what it is. You think yeah. it's that ambition? Because I remember specifically yeah. she did one with Charlotte. And she tried to like toss her to a table, and the table wouldn't break. And she did it multiple times. She, she didn't break. break. <laughs> she's fucking yeah. light as fuck. She's like a buck, yeah. a buck, like soaking wet. 
I think that's what it is. I think it's ambitious, and I think she just loves what she does so much, and she wants to go out there, put on a phenomenal show for the fans. Also, you know, I think she always goes out there and definitely doesn't want to let Eddie Guerrero down, you know, being her the biggest inspiration in her life. So I think sometimes she gets very overzealous, you know? So, like, that's why you see some things like that. But I agree with you a thousand percent. I think we said it on a few podcasts ago where – you know, I think they should get those little bugs that Sasha has and the little excitement that you know they're going to have, kind of like Roman and Jay. We're doing this finally, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think they should have one singles match, get that all out, and then just go to town on each other, you know? So, but, um, yeah, so that's that's the spoiler, though. But would you be happy with that with the main event? Uh, I'd be happy with it. As long as it plays out and there's not another Hell in a Cell that's going to overshadow it, that's going to be a tough part right there. Is that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they'll throw two or three of these bad boys in a, in a fucking pay-per-view. And the specialness is not there. The uniqueness is not there. So if you're going to make that the Hell in the Cell match, I would be okay with everything else just being a regular match. Culminating yeah. to the main event being the Hell in a Cell. Um, yeah. well, we'll talk about... Um, you know, I, I, I want to go on live tonight because I want to talk about Impact after we finish watching it. As well mm-hmm. as AEW. Uh, we'll have our all Oh, yeah, because we got Dark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we have Dark as well, mm-hmm. too. And we mm-hmm. also have our preview pick show for, for TakeOver 31 happening this weekend as well, too. But mm-hmm. before we kind of sign off on this one right here, I do want to get your thoughts live because we talked about it on the phone, on our little group chats. But mm. I want to. I want. I want you to tell everybody how you feel about your thoughts on retribution. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Um, <laughs> oh God! That's all I can say. That's just. Um, oh, I don't even know where to start. Retribution. Um, ah, terrible, bro. I don't. I mean, it, it, it's so bad. Um. Honestly, I, I said it from day one. The, the reveal of the players were not going to live up to the hype. I think they just went on so long with these obscurity shenanigans. You get what I'm saying? And then, you know, I, I think maybe they didn't know who they wanted to be the players and stuff like that. So that's why we just got Mercedes Martinez, Mia Yim, uh, Dajakovic, and freaking Dio Madden, which I still say is Tyler Breeze, but everybody says Shane Thorne. Like, <laughs> so we got Tyler Breeze pulling double duty. But um, no, man, no, no. I mean, We've seen this already multiple times. Nexus. I'm trying to think of other, you know, I don't. I'm trying to think of another group, but uh, it's just it's just terrible. And then the names, the names. Oh my God, Slapjack, T-Bar, Mace. What are you, what are these jobber names, bro? Like this is some fucking dark hell out of Mad Max. It just went bad, bro. Like I don't know, man. I. The only thing saving Retribution right now is the Twitter work. That's it. The Twitter work that they're doing. They're doing phenomenal Twitter work, and that's the only thing that's saving them. But um, I, don't, I don't know, bro. It's terrible. There's the storyline, the angle. Like you said, maybe we can have them. You know, we were talking about it. Like, so what's next for me and Mercedes Martinez? Are they going to get the strap just to give Retribution that, you know, hey, we got the upper hand. We got the straps. You know, we run this shit right now. I, I don't know, man. It's just very weird. And I think it's if they're continuing their beef with the hurt business, I think it might hurt the hurt business actually. Yeah. You know? And 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 what sucks, what really sucks, what really sucks, you take these brilliant 
stars that could be stars for you on the main roster and you slap a label of jobber and you give them a gimmick that's just going to fail and you just give them a gimmick that you know is not going to be around for long, that it's just for the heat of the moment. And you have Dijakovic in there, which Dijakovic is phenomenal. You got Mia Yim, bro. Mia Yim could be a fucking stud for you on the roster. And then you have the Mercedes Martinez where she's not no spring chicken and you give her this. This is kind of like, bro. Take this as your last chance and just walk away after this. You get what I'm saying? So that's another aspect that sucks and it hurts for me, where you're just wasting talent. I don't know, but you, you can let, have at it. Let, yeah. let, let me throw you this, dear. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 I feel like it could have been redeemable. I don't know if it can be now. But um, mm-hmm. I felt like, and let me ask you this. Do you think it would have been a tad bit better if they just shedded away all the gimmick Mad Max clothing, and just still had like the whole black mask going around, ski mask, and just taking it off right there on Raw, just revealing themselves with their real names or their their gimmick names, you know, Dijakovic, Yim, Mercedes, yada yada yada. At least they're recognizable players from the other show on USA that you usually watch all the time. You're like, why are they here? As opposed Mm -hmm. to these fucking ski masks and these fucking like Dollar Tree masks that you put on your face that light up. Um, <laughs> where like up. you buy like like the 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 Happy New Year 2000 discount dollar <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> hey, no, that's what it was. Like, there was no thought. The only person that I thought was fucking Mace and fucking T Bar over here, bro. And, and then because Slapjack got like a paper plate on his face, bro. Got <laughs> <laughs> a paper plate, bro. <laughs> so do you no. think that would have been a little bit better? Because at least. In my opinion, yeah. I, I felt like it would have been good because you know these mm-hmm. names. And if you don't know these names, you, you can get to know these Now you know names. them, yeah. If you don't know, now you know. Exactly, and the story bro. still makes sense. Like, we were people that mm-hmm. you were never going to call up, that you never exactly. want on the main roster, and now we're here to fucking take what's ours. Exactly. I agree with you. This is why you need a job at WWE. You could do a better fucking job than the people they got there right now. If Freddie Prince like, can get a job at WWE. <laughs> sure as hell. <laughs> hell yeah. No, but yeah, you, you make such a phenomenal point, and I think you're right. I think that's keep retribution, keep the names, you know, Dijakovic, you know, just single names, Dijakovic, Mercedes, or Martinez, or Yin, you know, stuff like that. If you want to put in Dio, Dio, fuck it. I mean, whatever, Dio's Dio, and Shane Thorne, or maybe, or maybe swap a Shane Thorne or a Dio for a Damian Priest, you know, Priest or Damian or whatever. Like that, that's fucking path right there, Damian. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, and. Bro, I don't know. I'm just I'm going on the tangent. Look at this: Dijakovic, Damien, Doomsday Device, DD. Like, you, know, you could have just, oh, yo, you could have just had some shit like that. But yeah, that would have been better. Like you said, you know, it would have been the angle. Like, hey, you know, we've been on NXT for so long. You know, we knew you weren't going to call us up, so we forced to call up. You get what I'm saying? We forced you into giving us the contracts. We're going to run this ish, you know? That would have been better. And they would have saved them, and they could have been around for so long, not with these jobber names. And like you said, people didn't know them, now they know them. So you're, you're absolutely correct, bro. I think that would have worked, in my opinion, like you said. Can they be uh, can, can they be whatsoever? Knowing that we know now with what we got, <laughs> you know, they have a break right now. Uh. Because of a COVID um, uh, yeah. slip up with the WWE again, um, mm-hmm. they have a chance right now to kind of reset things or at least maybe <sighs> some more thought into this. Can it be salvaged? <sighs> I mean, I want to say yes because we've seen some people come back from worse or bad. You know, I mean, 
you can't come back from something like the fucking Red Rooster, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, but, gobbledygooker. The gobbledygooker <laughs> and stuff. But, I mean, if they come back without the accessories, without the freaking terrible Bane mask, which that's another thing everybody's just joking around. If they come back without the face mask, if they come back without the face paint, if they come back, you know, a little bit more serious, more militant, more devious, more, I don't know, but more serious. As far as for the names, I think that just hurts them because you can't, you can't come back from T-Bar, bro. You can't come back from Slapjack, you know? Like, those are very jobber names. You're always going to get known as, oh, bro, that's, that was Slapjack, you know? Like, that was, that was Santina or, or something. Just for the sake of Dajakovic and Yeah, there's no coming back from that, but just for the sake of Dajakovic and Yim, and I want to see them do their thing. I'm over here I'm trying to say, think, like, like, you can't get that. Yeah. Macy could probably do it. C-Bar, possibly Slapjack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Slapjack, you can't come back. Do you think that this little break-off, and how can they be salvaged? Because, I mean, it's just the names that really hurt him, bro. You know, you even told me that Jerry Lawler was laughing at the names when they were being introduced. Can, can they be salvaged with these names? Or do we just have to go just keep the gimmick as it is? You know, WWE has course corrected far worse. Mm-hmm. So I think because they think in their heads the fans forget about what they do each week. So that's no. why they always do something no. new every other yeah. week. No, we don't. <laughs> exactly. No. We don't at all. No. But if if they were to forget about the names, the thing about it as hard is that the talent is defending everything. And mm-hmm. I get it. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, um, the, like I, I was mentioning to you last week that, sh- you know, Shane Thorne's fucking Twitter changed. And he, you know, yeah. uh, he even put down, you know, Shane Thorne never made evented Raw, but Slapjack did. I'm, all right. Mm-hmm. Still not too proud of that name. Word. Um, no, no, don't be proud about that. Um, mm-hmm. But they're defending it. Dijakov is defending it. You know, I don't know about Mace, but I don't know. I don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. Dio Madden does do in general. Like, I, I feel... This is helping Dio Madden extremely right now because he doesn't have to talk. He just needs to be imposing and slam people. That's about it. Yeah. But, like, I think if you are a smart person like we are, or educated fans as well, too, we see people like Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim, we're going to be like, well, just call them Mercedes and Yim, and it'll yeah, be yeah. just fine. Exactly, because they know. haven't revealed their names, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, I hope not. No, I don't think I don't think they have. So this is the perfect time, like you said, just call them Yim and Martinez. That's it, or something like that. And yeah, because all I know, she she was it her or was it Dajakovic that called everybody horse? Horse, horse, horse. 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 We are jacket. These are retribution horse. <laughs> That's the way to save the gimmick. There you go. These are retribution horse. Gimmick saved. Horse wanted horse. <laughs> Pretty funny offended, I apologize. <laughs> but, but I'm just, they're not at all. They're fabulous people. But well, of course, yeah. <laughs> we support these guys like, like no other. But oh, hell yeah, bro. Jokes. Yeah. But, you know, I think it can be salvaged. I just think more minds need to be, no, okay. Less minds need to be in the same room. Just consolidate yeah, yeah, it. So, and just give to somebody who wants to take care of this and not just wants to like just throw it out throw darts against the wall 
okay, make so, fucking happy with it. So, okay, we're gonna still stick with the players. Okay, still stick with the names. So you just write out with the names as as fucked up and jobbers they sound. So write out with them or just just like you said, they have salvaged worse stuff. I mean, we've seen Kofi Jamaican to not Jamaican. You get what I'm saying? Can yeah. we see something like uh, you know? Just come back out of nowhere, you know. The, I don't know, bro. Cause the names, the names, bro. I just say shit, shit the names, shit the name. But they made the Twitter handles already. Like the That's the thing. They made the real slapjack and stuff like that. <laughs> Is there a way, like, just thinking, just playing around? They could just sit here and say, you know what, bro? I, nah, man. They, they can't. No, they can't. They made the Twitter handles. It's cemented. That's it, bro. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cemented. You committed a thousand. Yeah, percent. you committed. Yeah, you committed, bro. No pull out, bro. You can't pull out. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of a way of concocting a way. Like you know, they disappear on Raw. They disappear held in the cell somewhere. You know, formerly known as T Bar of Dijakovic. You get what I'm saying, or something. Like I'm just trying to think, bro. Like I think he's just gonna keep the names. Yeah. You, you look at the Shield and how goofy that could have been as well too, and it just worked because there were three imposing figures beating the shit out of people, and there wasn't a lot. There was. You know, they, they tried to give him bad verbiage at, at first. Like, you know, we're yeah. the hounds of justice and everybody hey, needs to be justified. And, I uh, love I loved that freaking <laughs> we're the hounds of justice and we're the shield. Bro, I But you, you can see how gimmicky mouser. that is, though. Like, yeah. that back then, like, that was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? But I think those players, they, they, they formulated something that just worked. And mm-hmm. I feel like these players could do the same thing. It's just the names. And the you know names. what? I, I wasn't yeah. sold on names like Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. I always felt like those were names you pick out of a hat and like, that's who you are now. But, but they're they better than, yeah. Slapjack and make. The, bro, the, anybody, any day of the week would take a fucking Seth Rollins over a Slapjack, bro. Come on. It's, it's rocket science. No, it's not even rocket science, bro. Like, um, bro, like, yeah, I think it's the names. It can be salvaged, like you said. Dijakovic can do phenomenal work. He's doing good work, you know, like my, talking wise, you know. Miriam, Martinez, they're great wrestlers, you know. They, they'll talk a little bit on the mic too, but it's just the names, bro. That's what hurt it. And it just, that's what F the gimmick to fail is the names, you know. Yeah. It's the names, bro. It's the names. Yeah, I think if the, you would have never given them names, even if they were nameless and you just saw their face, it would have been just fine. They should have, they should have, yeah, of course. They, like you said, you know, they, they should have kept the names. They should have thought about the names more. Like you said, just show the faces, have them speculate. You know, for now, we're just called retribution. At I, least I, put a little bit of thought. Yeah. I mean, I think the only reason that in my head canon that I could think right now about why they named them that mm-hmm. and why they're dressed like that is that this is not long term. Of course, yeah, we, we would have named so, a Slapjack. You know, not long term. So, would a name would a name like Slapjack? Yeah, would a name you off? A name like Slapjack, we know you're not going to be champion, bro. That's what they're telling you. They're telling you you're not going to be around for long. Take this. You're not going to be champ. You're Slapjack. Are you going to take it? Are you going to put a paper plate cutout on your face, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, like, at the same time, like, uh, that's the only thing I could think about. Like, this was a temporary one-month thing, and then maybe yeah. one day we could bring you back to the main roster. Mia Yim yeah. and people like Mercedes Martinez are not protected by this. Like, no, Dio no. is, and Dijakovic is, even if you could be smart marks like us and just go on the internet and 
find the information like we have, like maybe to a newer no. audience or a child that's into this shit like that, like religiously, like we are, like yeah. we were. Um, they look at this. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna recognize a Dio Madden. I'm not gonna recognize a, a Dijakovic or a Slapjack. Um, but Mia Yim, you're gonna recognize. Like she mm-hmm. had. Lost it, dear buddy. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, where would he go? It sounded like he just got dragged away into a blitter creek. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like you were saying, yeah, like I don't think there's gonna be any kind of like salvation when it comes to these names mm-hmm. right now. Unfortunately, the only way, like, just and this is just me spitballing somebody like I don't know, make sense or that's stupid. But like you said, WWE has salvaged stuff worse. You know, maybe just let them rock out with this gimmick. After a while, you know, you can have somebody else pop up and, you know, then have them kind of be the ringleader behind Retribution in some weird way and just have Dijakovic be like, you know what, bro? I drank the Kool-Aid. I lost myself. You get what I'm saying? I'm Dijakovic. It was RVD and KD Forbes all along. There you go. (laughs) They were drinking their Kool-Aid, you know? That's that's what it is, bro. Like, something like that, I could... Yeah, because they're rumored to to be coming over to WWE, so... Oh, Lord, what the hell? all, All I'm thinking is... I was tired of seeing Katie Forbes twerk on Impact. I don't want to see her twerking on Raw. Ah, no, 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 no. I don't want to see you, bro, shaking your two gelatinous freaking silicone tuckus. Like, I don't want to see that. You know, I'm okay with that. I just, I can't, I can't hear her yell anymore. Like, I'm done with, yeah, 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 yeah baby, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that is so annoying. I mean, I'm, I'm all for the. For twerking, you know, I, I, I let a women, but I'm just saying, bro. Like, like you said, I think that's what it is. That annoying throwing up the one hand, one leg up, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when Sammy Zayn, Paul drove Sammy Zayn, Sammy Callahan, <laughs> fucking Paul Strofer. I swear to God, it was bro, the best thing in the world. I was bro, like, all right, we're good. And see, and see, I know you love that shit. When I sent you the perfect pick that they had, bro, when he's just dead pile driver, bro, I'm done. And then just seeing. RVD that he can't even put on like a 10, 15 minute match, bro. That's why she's always interjecting. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, I'm <laughs> done. I'm done. But that's the only way, you know, getting back to retribution, I think maybe something like that down the line. You're like, hey, you know, we drank the Kool-Aid. We, we're so-and-so. We're Dijakovic. We're Yim. We're Martina. Something. But we'll see, bro. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Yeah. Well, now we're, we're going to make our way going into Impact as we speak right now. So I'm, we're going to sign if people want to find you and talk to you, because this podcast right here is where superstars are made and legends live on. Ooh, where yes. can people find you if they want to talk to you about retribution, some slapjack, some Mia Yim action? Oh, some Mia Yim action. I was going to say, you, 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 you threw me a curveball. I was going to sit here and say, y'all can find me at the head of the table. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yo, bro, I think I'm about to switch up. I think I'm about to switch up because we were joking about fucking, you know, usually everything is like the real Slapjack, the real T-Bar. I'm about to put, yo, it's going to be a long-ass fucking Instagram and Twitter handle, but I'm about to put ahead of the table, J. Rance. (laughs) You so should. I'm about to commit to that. That that change on my social media is happening tonight. But in the meantime, (laughs) if y'all want to talk about T-Bar and Slapjack and how terrible those names are, you know, you can hit me up at my Instagram, which is underscore J. Rance. Or at my Twitter, which is LibraFeels underscore. You can hit me up there and 
EWA podcast has an Instagram, has a Twitter, has a Facebook as well. If you want, if you don't want to reach me personally and you want to converse amongst the group, hit us up there. You know, we're always conversing and posting up info and news. So that's Facebook, Instagram, you know, Twitter, we're everywhere and stuff like that. But yeah, you can hit me up there. You know, I don't want to take up too much time because we're trying to get to this impact and stuff like that. But if people want to talk about Mr. The Great Liberator, Sami Zayn, looking like John C. Riley, I am Zeus. <laughs> 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 Where can they hit you up, brother? Oh, yes. Yes, you can find me at... Um, <laughs> I think I committed to this the other day. So I had to make sure. It's, uh, Lucha it Val? Yeah, Lucha Val Cisco yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, Val Cisco on... Uh, no, no, Lucha Val Cisco on Twitter. On Instagram, Val Cisco. All the podcasts that we do, uh, Elite Wrestling Audio, which is on every podcast network out there from mm-hmm. um, Apple Podcasts to Spotify, iHeartRadio. Go out there. Go find us. We're here. We're talking. We're having a good time. But if you want to see what we do as far, as far as content creators, please go on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and all our social media out there revolving yeah. Elite Wrestling Audio because we post, we we predict, we do live interactions. We have fun with you guys as well, too. So please add us everywhere. Same thing for Mixed Martial Arts with the Kimura Chronicles. We're content creators. Jay Rance is the fucking demigod when it comes to no. um, putting out the content <laughs> for the Kimura Chronicles. So no. a podcast about Mixed Martial Arts. Go out there. Um, look at our content as well, too. It's on Facebook and all the social media is out there, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and, of course, that podcast is on Podcast Networks. Uh, pop Culture Fanatics, where we talk about everything from horror movies to pop culture to things like Chadwick Boseman. Um, yes, go out there. Also, we do content for, for that page on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We're everywhere, bro. We're, we're fucking everywhere. Yeah, definitely we're everywhere. And if you want to talk to the to the – to the King Gore himself, Mr. Valcisco, join pop cultures because he is the demi god of <laughs> the gore and the horror flicks. If you love that, go check that out. <laughs> and we'll be back uh, hopefully after Impact on Instagram or Facebook. Maybe you could drop a good five or ten minutes of our time and our thoughts and reactions mm-hmm. so that way you guys can interact with us a little bit so hopefully mm-hmm. you'll catch us there as well too jay it's been a pleasure as always Ooh, it's been a pleasure as always Val, take care everybody take care till the next one till the next one brother later All right, bro. later <laughs>